All right, what's up everyone? Hi. We're back with a new series and with a very special guest. Um, just a little, you know, intro about this guest. I saw him for the first time ever on a Coachella stage. And I just want to say how incredible it was to, you know, go to something as popular as a Coachella music festival and seeing someone like me on a renowned stage and a ton of people singing along. Are you emotional? I am getting a little emotional. Um, But to a song that is like so well known and just to see like a part of myself on this like, you know, world renowned stage is like amazing. So this build, this build up is killing me. I All know. Right. So today we're going to be talking about representation in the music industry. And our special guest here with us is a guitarist from Portugal, the man, Eric Hawk. The suspense. Oh the my suspense. God. Folks, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Welcome. We're so excited to have you on this episode with us. Yeah. Again, I'm a little starstruck. I know I said that to you last oh, time. Oh, come on. <laughs> No, it's good to be here. I'm I'm a huge fan of what you guys do. And uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this worked out. Yeah. So what are we talking about? All right. So how about you just tell us a little bit about yourself first? Let's right. get to know you. Elevator pitch. Yeah. Elevator pitch. All right. Why not? Elevator pitch about myself. God, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, how, how long of an elevator do I have? What floor am I on and what floor am I getting off on? As many the as you want. <laughs> on a 23 cool. floor Manhattan, Manhattan penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my name's Eric. Uh, I've been a I've been a touring musician uh, since the '90s, so I've been around a lot of places. I travel the world, and I do it all in a wheelchair, which is uh, fun and interesting, and uh, you get a lot of perspective. Uh, just kind of going into places and sometimes surprising people, showing up on wheels they don't expect you to be in that. Always. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been doing it a long time. And in the last handful of years, I've been kind of doing it on a psychotically high level. <laughs> I've been kind of slugging away in the middleweights for years and years and years, um, just kind of playing club gigs and, and, and paying my dues. And then kind of, yeah, late, late in all of our careers, uh, you know, uh, my, my band Portugal The Man has been going on for nearly 20 years at this point now and we had a a crazy you know once in a career once in a lifetime kind of unicorn of a hit that went nuts for us and kind of put us on a international pop stage so we've been busy Um, yeah I was just telling Liv about how like this your most popular song fill it still like it wasn't you didn't expect it to make it to like mainstream pop. And it's not your first song. And it's not your first song. No. Um, Yeah. Just in this group, you know, the catalog is a hundred songs deep, you know, uh, a lot of records. And, and I've, I've been, been trying to get something like this for years and years. I've been in other bands that have had songs that have pushed to the radio and, you really feel like you're doing something when you show up to like an alternative station with an acoustic guitar, like begging for airtime. Uh, this was a little bit different. This was, uh, we didn't have to sell it as much as we just kind of had to like be there for the ride with it. Um, it was it was absolutely insane. And yeah, we, we were kind of accustomed to the alternative rock world, which is 
that's what I, I like personally. So no, I appreciate you. Like we're we're always going to come back to there, and we're going to have a home there. We got to kind of like dip our toe into that, like you know, Radio Disney, Justin Bieber, uh, Ryan Seacrest, like next level, next, next, next world for a second. Uh, we have no right being there, you know. My teeth aren't whitened. I need a I need a tan. I, I, I don't have abs, and uh, and and we just got to kind of like drop into that world, and it was super fun. And um, nobody expected it then. I don't necessarily expect to be back there again, but now we do kind of have like a foot in the door. So um, crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I kind of want to touch on something um, that you said in your elevator pitch. How has navigating the music industry and going to gigs and recording studios and on performing on like world renowned stages like Coachella, how is the accessibility and give us some of like, like a glimpse of people's reactions to you when you, you like if you run into any just inaccessibility oh, and yeah. how uh, managed. No, every every show. Like every sure. single show, I've I've played like four thousand shows in a chair, and uh, all of them, there's always something. You know, there's always going to be something. Uh, the 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 kind of goal is like soft education, I guess. You know, um, I'm not I'm not like gonna change a historical Victorian theater just by kind of showing up. It's like you know, sorry about the staircase. Like here's where the orchestra pit used to be. And like, this is where the cello players are and everything. And we're sorry, it's a big hole in the ground. I'm like, I get it. It's been there since the 1800s. Like that's gonna be tough to change. Uh, the things that I kind of make the most noise about are, are festivals like Coachella or anything like that because you're basically starting with a big grassy field for a parking lot or whatever it is. Yeah, you can make and it as accessible as you want. You can. <laughs> You don't always, you know, like Absolutely. every, every, everything that goes into that is a, is a choice that's made, you know, recently. And it's like, okay, here's where the green rooms are going to be. And they're going to be in like Airstream trailers that are up a flight of stairs. And here's the stairs into the bathrooms. And here's the stairs up to the stage. Like somebody's deciding to put stairs in there instead of a ramp. So, um, you know, my, my team and our our production guys are pretty good about putting in all caps at the top of all of our riders. <laughs> the guitar player is in a goddamn wheelchair, <laughs> right? Uh, and and don't screw us over. And you know, a lot of the time they they'll get inventive, they'll get creative. I've been in every kind of you know every kind of elevator in oh, the sure. ramp in sketchy situation that there is. I've seen them built in front of my eyes when like, you know, the house crew realizes, oh fuck, they weren't joking. Like <laughs> this guy's in a chair and they're on stage in three minutes. So we need to build a ramp to stage left in two and a half minutes. Um, yeah, what is, what is that thing about like people think we're joking? Like know. in all caps, I am in a wheelchair. It's almost Make like accessibility they and they're like, oh shit, you show up and they're like, oh, ha ha ha, that was real. That was real? That, I don't, really? I think it's, I think it's just perspective. A lot of the time for us, it's a language barrier, honestly, mm. you know, like I've, I've learned how to say wheelchair in a lot of languages. I love that in German, it's Rollstuhl. Oh, one more time <laughs> for the people in the back. I got to hear that one more time. Einen kleinen Rollstuhl. Yes! <laughs> So, I love that. So I think, you know, if if all you've ever seen is, you know, your grandma in a chair or like you you, you don't know what goes into that or or 
I, I think if you can't wrap your head around it, you don't know, you know, what's really needed or required. And like, you know, the bus will get parked next to the stage and like, oh, we got you close. You know, it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's in a mud pit or anything like that. And 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 yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think that anybody is like thinking that we're we're joking or like, you know, not not getting the gravity of it. I, I honestly it 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 makes me sad when I, I see the the crews scrambling. It means that somebody kind of screwed up or didn't yeah. communicate or just didn't understand or they are being cheap or something like that. Like, I know it's not the dude's fault who's like running with corrugated metal to the <laughs> side of the stage trying to build something for me. That dude didn't make that call. Somebody yeah. along the way screwed up and didn't advance it or they didn't have the resources, you know? And and that's that's a big, that's a big thing too. Like we do sort of, bring a little bit extra like we bring some long ramps we bring some risers and and we bring as much as we can we already have two trailers full of equipment and everything but you know like we're we're able to slap some stuff up pretty quickly and sometimes that's not totally possible and that's fine too like you know every stage has a little something something um, some are just completely ridiculous. And I've been lifted up straight in the middle of the audience onto the stage. Like I've yes. been lifted up and down a billion stairs, whatever it takes. And yeah, honestly, exactly. early on um, in touring, like I, I shied away from the spectacle a little bit. I'm like, you can't let them see me get carried up this. Or, of course. Like maybe there's some kind of, you know, less obvious jarring way. Now I'm like, fuck it. Let's get up, like, you know, yeah, it off. like, <laughs> let's make it a spectacle. Let's make it a thing. Um, I mean, because... it sounds like you handle it pretty well. I feel like I I would get frustrated with it. And it sounds like you, you know, have found a way to make it yeah. funny and also, you know, respect, like, you know, sometimes communication is just a barrier. People aren't really like understanding, but I remember, so at Coachella, you said specifically like uh, music festivals. I pushed no fucking lie, like a mile in mm-hmm. dirt and grass to get to main stage to see Portugal, the man, not realizing that like, you know, you, the guitarist was like in a wheelchair. And so when I got to the accessible platform, which is the dumbest seating at, it was just, it's so, always the dumbest seating. It was so dumb, this, the accessible seating at Coachella. And I was just like exhausted, heat exhaustion. I couldn't get to the water because the water's another mile away. And just seeing you, like, I saw you from the side kind of go, it probably was a sketchy ramp, but you made it look effortless. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, who this, is this? Who is this? And this made it so worth it for me to push all that mile through this inaccessibility to see someone like me, like, on a world-renowned stage I'm sorry I'm getting really emotional because that was like the first time I ever saw you and like it was so inspiring and not in that like inspiration porn way it's like you're a badass musician and And we don't see this representation in the music industry never ever this is the first time personally that I've ever seen a musician with a disability disability. like I feel like I never you don't ever see it so well, you get into that whole what's visible, what's invisible thing. By That's the way, true. you should have waved me down. I would have thrown you a bottle of Wawa, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry. I was on the accessible, like, seating a mile back. but I- I'm trying to picture where it was. It was, you were out there. You were kind of out in the ocean of, of humanity there. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, 
I'm like, also I'm probably like drunk or something. And I'm just like, my, the tears are rolling and like you guys are singing and it's like a, like an upbeat kind of song. And I'm just like, yes, oh my God, the world is changing. And I'm just so happy, but um, yeah. Okay. So I was reading an article that someone wrote about you and um, this is like the, I guess, part of the inspiring part about you is that when you were in the hospital, I think you had someone gave you a guitar or something and you started playing again because you had already played. Wait, wait, but he can tell us. Yeah, I want to we want to know your story. Yeah, I don't know. Can I tell you? Uh, So are you talking about the new mobility article? I think I think I think it was new mobility, which is pretty funny because like that is all those pictures were taken before that show backstage at Coachella because I was just kind of putting myself there with everything we were talking about. See, this is full circle. Mm. Um, Yeah, I scrambled up the ramp and then we had to like squeeze in a photo session side stage um, while all of Cardi B's kind of like bedazzled bikini dancers were coming off stage. <laughs> but we were trying to like sneak photos like in between the ramp as this procession of like, you know, 40 beautiful scantily clad women are like walking yes! of the camera. Like, excuse me, excuse me. So, you know, you talk about like trying to sneak into the stage without like making too much of a spectacle. Uh, like, you know, make as much spectacle as you can. (laughs) Lean into it. And uh, that was, yeah, that was pretty wild. But yes, uh, that that moment um, before I was in a chair, like back up a little bit, um, my injury was May of 2007. And by that point, I had pretty much, I had toured the States, you know, I had played a couple of hundred shows with a few different bands, had some stuff under my belt and made a little bit of my name for myself and kind of local touring and everything you know accident happens and there's a lot of time kind of sitting in the hospital um kind of thinking about like okay what's next where do I go what do I do so two big things kind of came out of that one the main band that I was playing with at that point had a festival gig lined up um just a couple of months after my injury and nobody asked me if I wanted to cancel it or anything. It was just like, oh yeah, you're, you know, you're still booked for September. And I'm like, oh Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, so I didn't have an option there. Uh, no choice. It's just back to work. Like, there you go. And uh, yeah, the other one, my, my buddy Shane Tupmark came in and was like, hey, I, I, I wrote a song and I'd love to get you on a couple of acoustic solos in it. And I'm in the ICU at this point. I'm not in rehab. I'm not in any of that. Like I'm literally hooked up to all the beeps and whirs and clicks. And yeah, I, I remember they had to sort of fabric tape down some of the IVs and some of the monitoring equipment because it was clacking into the microphones and they were getting weird kind of noise and stuff. But that was probably, yeah, that was like a week out from wow. injury. I mean, it might've been like a little bit mired and, you know, they're, they're like, uh, they, they, they needed, you know, a, a representation of a, a recording artist where you didn't maybe know it was in a chair. So even like muting the beeping monitoring equipment and like putting padding on my brace and everything, I kind of wish that they wouldn't have done that. I kind of wish it was noisier yeah. and louder and everything. I'm like, this is just kind of the reality I'm working with right now. That's so true. Yeah. But the point of all of that is, yeah, the the network, the support network and my friends around me have not allowed me to have a lot of, you know, poor me sort of com- contemplative reflection 
if if that makes sense like yeah. it's just back to work get back on stage eric dance for your dinner so you, so, so you didn't really take that much of a hiatus after your injury not at all that's no, great I, I i got back up um as as soon as my doctors kind of cleared me for activity like or probably didn't clear me honestly they were probably like that's a terrible idea absolutely not and I, you know, I remember, you know, I was in a pretty major trauma center. So I had some great PTs and OTs and some people that were just kind of doing their job and everyone in between. And I remember having a lot of doubt, like, oh God, I, what am I going to go back to a community college for? Or like, what am I going to try and do? And um, I, I think there were moments of doubt and certainly moments of reality where I'm like touring's gonna be difficult if not prohibitively impossible. And uh, really it just the, the, the opportunities and the inertia and everything kind of kept me going and I'm really grateful for it. Yeah, That's awesome. I, I was gonna say you had like the strong support system and then also like makes a huge difference. It totally does. And also I'd love to know what song that was that you recorded because you know, it could have been, yeah. Now we have to go back and listen to it, but make it sound noisier so that we can picture you well, in yeah, that setting. Put a heart <laughs> in there yeah. And... We'll remix it like the the ICU version or something. <laughs> totally. And I mean, if you if you want to go real authentic with it, it was, you know, I got hurt at the beginning of the summer when the ICU is just over full with, uh, you know, people that have jumped into rivers or lakes or, you know, like jet ski accidents or whatever. So I was in the pediatric ICU. Oh so gosh. heart monitors clicking, clacking, and a lot of kids in kind of like nursery music and a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, you know, just make it, make it a cacophony. Like, We're going to work on it. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll get back to you. Um, I'll, all send right. you I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. <laughs> yeah, send us the link. <laughs> Um, I have one more question. How do you think that the music industry could be more inclusive towards people with disabilities? I think, you know, assholes like me just need to keep yes. showing up. And I, I think, you know, going back to uh, to the it's nobody's fault kind of model of, uh, you know, when I show up and they don't know what to do with me, it's because they've never, you know, they've never seen it and it's never come up. There's There's been so many clubs and venues and things where you know usually my my guitar tech or stage manager kind of starts talking to the house crew first and they're like hey do you have a lift or a ramp or anything up onto the stage you know that's the question that comes up so let's say half of the time that's an automatic no and mm -hmm. then we have to get creative and we'll figure it out but sometimes it's a yes and um you know within that yes we have a lift or an elevator kind of thing the next question is, does it work? Hmm. And a lot of the time that's a no, because, you know, it's kind of that ubiquitous white elevator that needs a key that's off to the side of the stage that takes 10 minutes to get up. And, oh my God, yeah. Uh, and that kind of thing. And then- We're all familiar with that. <laughs> if it does work, then usually the follow-up question is, well, what did you have in mind getting up there? Like, you know, a bass amp or some drums or what, what do you need lifted up on the stage? And when yeah. it's, you know, a person like the guitarist, the, the guy in the band, it's it's something that doesn't really come up a whole lot. And it hasn't come up a lot. But that's not to say there's not other people 
in this industry that are that are working to make a name for it for themselves in chairs and with a myriad of disabilities just because we don't see it a lot doesn't mean that it's it's not it's not happening there's a there's a million bands and i think music in the music industry in an ideal situation is supposed to represent all of us you know because everyone's got music inside of them you know shout out to my guy johnny wheels and eugene who's a kick-ass blues singer and a harmonica player and He's a quad in Oregon and he just plays the club circuits and you haven't heard of him because he's out there playing, you know, 250 person smoky, you know, dive bar rooms, but he's killing it. And Fuck yeah. And, oh, we're going to go listen to him now. Yeah, we have to. You know, I'm, I'm pampered. I'm spoiled. I got guys that can build a rant. He's just like, ah, booked a gig. It's in a club. Let's go. Let's make it work. You know, it he work. doesn't have anyone advancing, you know, the technical writer or making sure there's an elevator. He's just showing up and making it work. Um, yeah, dude, shout think, out to him, Johnny Wills. Him. Like, fuck me, that guy's awesome. Yeah, like, fuck you, you guys, Eric. <laughs> you guys booked the wrong guest. <laughs> we did, we're gonna have to redo this. I know. <laughs> but it's just I, it's just people doing it, you know? Like, I'm, I'm not always the most outspoken guy when it when it comes to this stuff, just because I, I feel like showing up and, and never, never canceling a gig and just being up on stage no matter how kind of awkward or difficult or or prohibitive it might be like i'm i'm just doing my job and there's a lot of us that are just out there doing our job so it just it takes a lot of people doing it yeah absolutely oh my gosh i could listen to you talk like all day every day no you also have a very soothing voice yeah you should do like you should do like guided meditation (laughs) a whole album yeah bring your attention to your breath on your breath and body scan i feel calmer already i know Dude, i love a body scan do, do you uh i i know i i could talk to you guys you're you're very you're you're very reassuring and a very welcoming but does it i i don't know so so like i'm a i'm a t4 complete you know no no sensation below injury but I still love a meditation body scan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We do it. Yeah. We I, tried to do it together at the park, but we couldn't do it together we because laughing. we kept laughing. But yeah, we love a good body scan meditation. And you know what? Um, when they when they tell me to like think about everything in my legs, that I I, I try. I feel connected. I, I feel connected to my body, like when I do it. And even though absolutely. I can't feel it, I feel no, it. You know, it's incredible bringing attention only to the bottom of your feet relax and, yes. and and you do and you feel yeah. it it's yeah a wild thing. it really totally. is okay so i guess kind of my last question is what advice would you give to someone in a wheelchair who wants to pursue music or you know yeah. any sort of art craft that like it's almost intimidating like how how would they do it and what what's the advice you would give i think don't let it change a thing i think that um so many industries like this are a great leveler you know there's no argument that anyone can make that i can't go out there and do that job just as well as anyone else can and with with so many things in this too like um with media appearances with stuff like this um or you know any any kind of appearance on tv or radio or any number of podcasts a lot of the time no one has any idea and i think that the the disabled community and people in chairs are kind of accustomed to communicating at a higher level anyway you know being a little bit shorter and sitting down and working crowds and doing all that 
we kind of learn how to find our power voice and learn communication a little bit stronger. So when we are on an even playing field, like a, like a talking head in a Zoom square or you know, <laughs> or something, we learn how to bring it, and we're we're already trained to be elevated and, and more elevated and you know more powerful than anyone else that doesn't have to work as hard as we do. That's so true. So I think if if you can if you can thrive with your disability in life, you can translate that into any career, any field. And music is easy. Play play guitar, kids. Like I'm, I'm just a dipshit, and uh, I was too stubborn to learn how to do anything else. And here we are, you know, years later, and I'm doing okay by it. Fuck yeah! Thank goodness for your for your uh, stubbornness. Because... Oh yeah. I think anybody that that thrives with a disability has got to be stubborn as hell, right? It's true. We and, are and fucking tenacious and courageous. We're and, stubborn. Oh, I'm so fucking stubborn. <laughs> yeah, we're we're bad bitches. This is uh, bad bitches know, only. Yeah. We're, <laughs> so we're, true. we're built for this kind of thing. And the music industry loves a bad bitch. So, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So with every guest, we have them close out by saying, sit the fuck down. So you can sing it, you can say it, you can yell it, but you have to say, sit the fuck down. <laughs> and then we'll close out. All right. Sit the fuck down. Oh, oh bitch. Yes. That's right. so good. That was good. Thank you so much for talking to us. I'm sure everyone's going to be so excited to listen. Yeah. And you guys are the best. This is super fun. Yeah. All right. So, um, everybody stay tuned for our, our next episode. <laughs>